to glory land It won't be long Until I take the hand Of Jesus Christ With a great big smile We'll sit right down Charles Watson was born again on May 23, 1975, at the California Men's Colony. His transformation can best be described as amazing grace. Here's one of his messages from his early years of ministry. Until I see the man, the Prince of Peace. Praise God. Once everything is tried and a person knows that they've played out their last two little cents worth anyway, Jesus has always been there. And he is all we need. Well, good to see everybody this morning. Praise God. Good to see you. Say hello to your neighbor. Hallelujah. I want to remind you. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. There were trust withdrawals uh, put in the bulletins this morning, so fill them out, and, uh, as, and when we end the service, you can hand them, to the, hand them to the ushers as you go out, okay? So go ahead and fill them out. We're not going to uh, <coughs> spend a lot of time talking to you about that. I believe the Lord can talk to you the best, and uh, you can do what he tells you. Let's turn to the 23rd Psalm this morning for the affirmation of faith. Psalm 23. Oh, okay. Uh, there are some pencils on the end of the pew, so you guys pass them this way as you, as you come, so everybody will have one as they come from the outside to the middle. All right. Okay, turn to the 23rd Psalm. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the quiet waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil. For thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou dost prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou hast anointed my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and loving kindness will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. Praise God. Well, praise God. We, we're coming before the throne of grace now, and we're just going to lay our hearts open before God and, and just let Him know that we love Him and that we thank Him and that we confess our sins to Him and that we want to do His will and that we want His way to operate in our lives. So let's just come together in prayer now. Father, we thank You for Your presence this morning in this service. We thank You, Father, for giving us a, a tender heart. We thank you, Father, for causing us to be meek before you that you might teach us. And Father, we just humble ourselves before you this morning in prayer and just ask that you cleanse us from the top of our heads to the soles of our feet. 
so that we may serve you and praise you, Father, not in a hypocritical way, but in a very real way, in a very loving way. Father, we just thank you for, for giving us great feelings, but more than that, Father, we thank you for giving us great faith. We thank you that we can confess our sins and that you are faithful and just to forgive us our sins and, and to cleanse us from all our unrighteousness and filthiness, Father. Lord, and we just ask that you do a work in our life today. We ask, Lord, that you teach us and show us, Lord, give us, Lord, the knowledge of how we should set our priorities in life, Lord, that you should be first, and Lord, that our family should be second, and that our work should be third, Father, and on down the line. Father, we just thank you for calling us into your sanctuary this morning. We thank you for giving us lips and strength and joy to praise you. We thank you for putting a burden in our heart to serve. We thank you, Father, for the choir, the ministry that is here, the staff, the outreach into this institution. We thank you for such a, such a ripe harvest, Father. We ask for your anointing on every aspect of the ministry, the hospital ministry, ADSAG. We ask your anointing upon every man that is involved, every family that is involved in this service today, even on the streets, Lord, through prayer. We ask your blessings upon them, our loved ones, our wives, our children. Lord, we just thank you for, for nourishing us this morning, Father, with your Holy Spirit, which we are experiencing right this minute. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen and amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let's turn in our Bible this morning, if you would, to Acts chapter 16. Acts chapter 16. Thank you, Jesus. Paul and Silas, they were on their second missionary journey. In Acts chapter 16, they were called over into Macedonia and came on down into a city called Philippi. They went down on the riverbank and began to pray. The Lord led them to a woman named Lydia, a seller of purple. They spoke the word to this lady and she gave her life to the Lord and that began the church at Philippi. And then as they were walking throughout the town there in verse number 16 of Acts 16, it says, And it came to pass as we went, Paul and Silas, they went to prayer. A certain damsel possessed with a spirit of divination met us, which brought her master much gain by soothsaying. In other words, this woman, she had masters over her that was getting money out of her soothsaying, fortune-telling. The same followed Paul and us and cried, saying, this lady cried out, saying, These men are servants of the Most High God, which show unto us the way of salvation. And this did she many days, but Paul, being grieved, turned and said to the Spirit, I command you or charge thee in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out of her that selfsame hour. Now, how many of you today are casting out evil spirits? Praise God. All right, praise God. It says, And when her masters saw that the hope of their gains was gone, they caught Paul and Silas and drew them into the marketplace unto the rulers and brought them to the magistrates, saying, These men, being Jews, do many do exceedingly trouble our city. They teach customs which are not lawful for us to receive, neither to observe being Romans. 
And the multitude rose up together against them, and the magistrates ran off their clothes and commanded to beat them. And when they had laid many stripes upon them, Paul and Silas, they cast them into prison, charging the jailer to keep them safely, who having received such a charge, thrust them into the inner prison and made their feet fast in stocks. Now many of us think we're in prison today. Amen. Today we're going to be talking about how to get out of prison. How to get out of pr prison. Now we're not going to be talking about, as I've been joking around with the brothers, we're not going to be talking about helicopters or hot air balloons today. We're going to be talking how to get out of prison. You know, Paul was in a real prison here. He was in a physical prison. There was a prison that he was in there. And he wasn't only in a prison such as we're in today, but he was in stocks being beaten with many stripes. And it says here that they did something. And what they did after midnight here, at midnight it says that Silas prayed, number one, and they sang praises unto God, and the prisoners heard them. They prayed and praised God, and the prisoners heard them. But in the next verse here, we can only, can only see not only that the prisoners heard them, but God heard them. Because it says, and suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prisons were shaken and immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's bands were loosed, were loosed. So God heard them, there was a big earthquake and all the bands were loosed and they were set free. Now what were they doing? On their missionary journey here, we have seen that they were preaching the Word of God. They were teaching the Word of God. Men were coming to the Lord. They were casting out devils. They were praising God. They were praying to God. They were witnessing to men and to women, and they were fellowshipping with the saints at the riverbank. That's five things right there. You know, if we're going to be released from this prison... We're going to have to begin to serve God because if you get out there not serving God, not praising God, not casting out devils, not witnessing, if you get out there not preaching the word, not teaching the word, not fellowshipping with the saints, you're going to be right back in anyway. Amen? So how do you get out of prison? Maybe we should say, how do we get out of prison and stay out of prison? Well, we begin to get into the word of God. We begin to pray. We begin to praise God. We begin to teach other men about God. We begin to fellowship. We begin to witness. We begin to go casting out devils, demons, out of, our, out of men and women throughout the land, as Paul and Silas were doing. They got into prison. And then God heard them. The prisoners heard them. They were rejoicing even though they were in stocks. Can you imagine that? Even though they were beating, being beaten, they were still praising God. And it says, when the earthquake came, their bands were loose. Now, let me ask you this. If an earthquake came upon this place, you know, we are on the San Andreas Fault, Amen. And if an earthquake were to happen and the walls were begin to fall down, how many would split as fast as they could? Huh? I mean, how many would run in terror? I imagine every one of us would, amen. But not Paul and Silas. But not Paul and Silas. Read with me here in verse number 27. 
And the keeper of the prison awakened out of his sleep, seeing the prison doors were open, and he drew out his sword and would have killed himself, supposing that the prisoners had fled. But Paul cried with a loud voice, saying, Do thyself no harm, for we are all here. Then he called for a light and, he, and sprang in and came trembling and fell down before Paul and Silas. And he brought them out and he said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And then they said, Believe on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved and thy house. Now how many would stop to witness to a guard in the middle of an earthquake? Huh? You'd probably just run right over him, wouldn't you? He'd have been crying, what must I do to be saved? And you'd be trucking it out of the prison. Yeah, not many of us. Not many of us. And it says, and they spake unto him the word of the Lord. They spake unto that guard the word of the Lord. And to all that were in the house. And he took them the same hour of the night. And he washed their stripes and was baptized and all his straight way. And when he had brought them into the house, into his house, he set meat before them and rejoiced, believing in God with all his house. In other words, because he believed, because the jailer believed, it says the whole house believed. Amen. His whole household believed. See, when you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, then something begins to happen to your whole family. Now, how many have had that happen with you? Amen. One of you gets saved and the rest of you get saved. Now, Paul and Silas, they were in prison, but looking at this guard for a second here, it says that when the bands were loosed and the doors were open, he drew out his sword and would have killed himself if Paul had not said, do thyself no harm. You know, this jailer, he was in prison too. He wasn't only the keeper of that prison and in prison with Paul doing his job and going home at night. He was also in another kind of prison. And he was in a prison that was much worse than a prison like we're in today. He was in a spiritual prison. He was an unsaved person. Many of you today, you may be here and you may not have received Jesus as your personal Savior yet. You may have not have believed in Jesus Christ yet. Paul said to the jailer, he says, you must believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved and your entire household will be saved. There may be some of you here today that are in a spiritual prison, much worse than the prison that you're in today. You're locked up in sin. You're locked up in the bondage of Satan. You're locked up in the bondage of lust. You may be locked up in the bondage of all kinds of garbage. You may be letting the devil put his garbage all over your life and not doing anything about it. Well, I tell you what, Jesus has done something about it. And if you'll just believe in him, you'll be set free from that spiritual bondage of sin and of death. That is the worst prison that you can be in. How to get out of prison. Well, the first prison that we have to get out of is a spiritual prison, not this prison here that we're in with walls around us. And then the ones of you that have been set free spiritually, the ones that have been given a declaration of independence spiritually, 
We also come into the knowledge that we can, can be in a mental prison. We can be in the prison of our mind. We can be very selfish in our thoughts. We can have thoughts that are of lust, thoughts that are of the devil, thoughts that are of all wickedness, thoughts that are of adultery, thoughts that are of fornication, thoughts that are of all kinds of thoughts that would bring bondage into your mind and cause your holy cause the Holy Spirit that's in you as a born-again believer to not be of any benefit outside of you because of all that grieving of mental oppression that is on your life. See, there is a mental prison that you need to be released from today. You know what I'm talking about? A mental prison. And Jesus Christ can set you free if you'll just begin to put faith in his word. He can set you free from all that mental thought that would try to bound you down in the clutches and the prison of Satan. Amen. And then there's this physical prison here that we're in. You know, a lot, of a lot of people would say, well, you're just serving the Lord to get out of prison. Well, I'd say, yeah, you're exactly right. You're exactly right. First of all, I got out of the prison of sin and death, and I got saved and received the Holy Ghost, and now I'm getting out of prison, praise God, by getting into the Word of God and renewing myself with the Word of God. I'm getting out of the prison of my old thinking and my old thoughts and the prison of, of sin and death that Satan would try to put on me. And also I believe that because of that I'm doing good time now and I'm out of the prison of 115s and 128s and I'm doing good time, amen. Glory to God. Yeah, and that's going to lead to getting out of prison, amen. Praise God. But this physical prison ain't everything. You know, if we sit and think about prison, you know, we're in prison right now. Even though we're in prison, in this physical prison that we're in here, we're also in another kind of prison. You know, the last enemy, death, has not been destroyed yet. We're in the prison of death. We're going to die physically. Amen. We're going to die physically. We've been set free spiritually, and we're going to rise and meet the Lord in the air. But, brother, we're in prison here. We're in the prison of death. We've been set free by the Spirit of God. But brother, you're going to die one day. If Jesus doesn't come before these physical bodies give out, you're going to die. It's a known fact. You have not been set free from physical death. You're imprisoned to that. So brother, we need to know that we're not going to live forever in these bodies, in these physical bodies, in this mortal flesh that we're in right now, one day we're going to die. One day we're going to die. We're only here 70 or 80 years here on earth. Now that's not very long. Amen? Compared to eternity, eternity past and eternity future, compar compared to a world without end, Compared to the spiritual time zone, forever, 70 or 80 years is not very long. And boy, we make a big thing out of it, don't we? Make a big thing out of it, you know? And 
the biggest thing you can make out of this life here on earth is getting saved. See? See, you're only here 70 or 80 years for one thing. To get saved. Amen? To get saved. See? To get saved. That's the number one important thing. Yes, serving God. Hey, you've got to serve God to get saved. Having a family. Oh, that's nice. But you sure can't put them before getting saved. Having kids. Oh, that's nice. Having a nice car. Yeah. Yeah. Having some canteens, some nice clothes, oh, that's all nice. But I tell you what, it sure don't go before getting saved. See, you've got to be released from this mortal flesh. You've got to be freed from it by getting saved, glory to God. And then one day, praise God, if all that don't work, you know, and it works, praise God, don't get me wrong, it works, amen. Jesus works, amen. One day... The rapture is going to come, and the Lord is going to meet us in the air, my brothers, and we're going to be lifted out of this place, and you talk about getting out of prison, brother, you're going to be set free, and you're not going to have no end. You're going to be in the spiritual heavenly by and by, glory to God, and you're going to be floating up there in in bliss, praise God, in joy and happiness, praising and singing to God, and it's going to be done right there just as God has it to be done. And he wants it to be done right here on earth as he wants it to be done, my brother. And we better make up our mind to serve God. Amen. You talk about getting out of prison. See, God's in control. God's in control. You might think that the parole board's in control. You might think these guards are in control. You might think that the authority here on earth is in control. Brother, they're not in control. They're subject to a higher power. And that's God Almighty, amen? Amen. Praise God. And we're his sons, amen? And he has a plan for our life, and his plan is this. If you're not born again here today to receive him and to believe what Jesus Christ came to earth to do. And that was to go to that cross for your sin so that he could go down into the grave and lift up out of there and give life to all mankind through the anointing of the Holy Spirit so that you can be set free from prison. How do you get out from prison? Believe in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and your whole household shall be saved. And then begin to walk by faith in Jesus Christ, in his death, in his resurrection, and you'll be delivered from every oppression of the spirit that there is. Every evil spirit, every demonic spirit that will be coming at you, you'll be set free from it, and you'll be moving out and setting others from it because you know what the true answer is in life. Amen? Glory to God. And then you begin to do good time in this prison, and one day you'll walk out of here and you'll be an evangelist out here on these streets. Praise God. You serve God in prison with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and brother, don't let nobody fool you. You'll get out quicker. Praise God. Because you'll do good time and you won't be be being run over by the devil and getting 115s and 128s and all kinds of stuff that would keep you here longer. Amen? It just makes sense. You serve God, and God's blessings come upon you. Glory to God. 
And I believe that when we delight ourselves in the Lord, he'll give us the desires of our heart. We acknowledge him in all his ways, and he'll direct our path. Amen? Commit your way to the Lord, and glory to God, he'll bring it to pass. He'll bring his way to pass in your life. Hallelujah. And God never fails. Amen? He never fails. Praise God. He didn't fail Paul. He didn't fail Silas. They were there in those stocks. They were men of God. And remember, they were doing some things for him. They were walking in his power, directed by the Holy Spirit, teaching and preaching the word of God. They were praying. They were praising God from the top of their voice. They were witnessing and fellowshipping glory to God. They were walking in this word here, amen. They were walking in this word and serving God. You want to know how to get out of prison? Serve God with all your heart, with all your mind, and with all your strength. Amen. Let's bow our head right now. Hallelujah. Maybe there's some of you in here right now. Praise God. As we begin this closing song here, praise God. Maybe there's some of you in here right now that hadn't made that decision to be released from prison yet. So you make that decision. You may think, but there's somebody else making that decision for you. I can't make that decision for you. The parole board can't make that decision for you. God can't even make that decision for you. See, he's already made the decision that you can get out of prison. And maybe there's some of you here today that haven't received, that haven't believed in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that haven't believed in his death, his burial, and his resurrection. And if they are, just raise your hand up right now. If you want to receive Jesus to get out of that spiritual prison of sin and death, just raise up your hand. I see that hand right there. Praise God. Anymore. Praise God. Just keep those hands up right now. You guys that have those up right now. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just keep those hands up. Hallelujah. Now those, those three of you that have your hands up, four of you, come up here right now. Come up here right now. I want you to get out of this spiritual prison that you're in right now. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now we know there's not only a spiritual prison. There's a mental prison. Many of you this morning are constantly being bombarded by the spirit of lust. If you're being hit by the spirit of lust, I want you to raise your hand right now. There's a lustful spirit that's hitting you. You come up here right now. Come up here right now. If you're being hit with the spirit of lust, and if you're being hit with spirits that's trying to defeat you in your Christian walk, I want you to come up here and be released from that prison right now. In the name of Jesus. If there is a thing that is coming upon you that is keeping you from serving the Lord the way you should, you come up here right now. We're going to pray for you and we're going to be released from this prison right now. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let the nations now rejoice. There's deliverance. Yes, there is. There's deliverance in Jesus. Shout salvation. Hallelujah.
Yeah, before we finish that song right now, I just want every one of you to commit your life to Jesus Christ right now. You know what Paul and Silas did? They began to praise their deliverer. Now every one of you listen to me right here. You know, it depends on who you're praising. You can praise your deliverer, God, or you can praise the enemy, Satan. And if you're doing the things of the devil, you're praising him. And if you're doing the things of God, you're praising God. And you've come up here to commit your life to a life of praising God. Is that right? Everybody that came up here to commit their life to a life of praising God, raise your hand right now. Everyone on the altar right now that's committing their life to praising God, raise their hand right now. Brothers, listen to me. Every one of you here on the altar, every one of you here on the altar right now that's committing your life to serving God, raise up your hand right now. Raise up your hand right now. And I want you to repeat after me. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I come here to this altar to commit my life to you. I believe that you are the deliverer. I believe that you're the one that delivers me from prison, from the prison of sin, from the prison of lust, from the prison of death. And I believe in the name of Jesus that there's deliverance in that name. There's deliverance from sin. There's deliverance from the things of this world. And I commit my life to Jesus Christ and to his service. I give my whole heart, my whole mind, my whole body, I give to serve God. In the name of Jesus, I denounce all things that I have been doing that is contrary to the Word of God. And I give my life wholeheartedly to serving God. His Word, His prayer, I will pray to Him. I will pray to Him daily. I will give him my praise and my fellowship and I will tell others about him. I commit my life to a life of service, service to God with all my being. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen and amen. Praise God. For those of you that are new in the faith, I just want you to follow these two brothers right over here. Those of you that are new in the faith, those of you who we haven't sat down and talked to yet or given a Bible, can go around to the back here so that the brothers can witness to you and talk to you. Let's all stand and sing that song. Jesus saves, Jesus saves. That's page 503 in your large red hymn book. Now let's all sing this. Jesus is the deliverer. Amen.
fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. Amen. Good to see you. Come tonight. We're going to have a special service.